Hi, and welcome to Honey Should We Homeschool. We're your hosts, Leah and Tom, the proud parents of a little boy and a baby girl, and we're currently asking the question, Honey Should We Homeschool? We're inviting you to join us on an exploration into education with the ultimate goal of figuring out what is right for our children. We'll be interviewing people who currently work in the schooling system, home educators and students of both paths, as well as doing research into some of the hot topics such as socialisation, bullying, higher education and exams. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can find us on Instagram at Honey Should We Homeschool. Thanks for being here. Welcome back to Honey Should We Homeschool, episode four. It has been a little while since we did our last episode, so apologies for that. We did actually sit down to do it the other day and looked at my research, went to check something and then realised that my research was wrong and then abandoned it. (laughs) And it's taken us a little while to find the time to get another episode done. So so sorry again, guys. Um, Hopefully it won't be that long between this one and the next one. This episode we are going to be discussing school starting age. So my feeling towards school starting age is that in this country, we start school too young. Am I right? Who knows? There's a lot of different bits of research that we have looked at to try and work out what the right age to start school is. Obviously, we are doing this research with the idea that we might homeschool and we're trying to work out if four years old, as it is in the UK, is okay to send your kid to school. Like, What are the benefits of sending them earlier? What are the benefits of sending them later? What different systems are there throughout the globe that do start at different ages. As always, it's a bit of a rabbit hole question. So when I first started looking it up, I was like, right, what age does everywhere else start school? So I looked it up. This was my uh, my incorrect <laughs> incorrect information. Or not incorrect, it was just old information. So it was correct somewhere between 1970 and 2021. But it used to be that There were only four countries in the whole of Europe that actually sent their kids to school at the age of four, and the rest of them were six and above. And then when I went to look it up, it turned out that actually a lot of countries have started lowering their, well, not a lot, but like France lowered their age to three, and Hungary as well have lowered their starting age to three, which seems so young. Did you manage to find out what it was based on like what was the reason for sending kids to school earlier or was it not very easy to find i couldn't find anything out from hungary but there was an article on the bbc about france lowering their ages and that was to do with basically they didn't feel that they were getting a good enough education so it was all in aid of education whereas possibly the not cynical but part of me thinks that it's more of an economic decision whereby people need to get back to work and and they need somewhere for their children to go i actually agree with you uh, because we have fallen into the pattern of both parents having to work to be able to afford to live now rather than the what it used to be like where one parent could work and one parent could look after the family yeah and there's absolutely no problem with like there's no judgment towards if you have to send your kids to to preschool or school at early ages because obviously you know people have to work if you both need to work to earn money or if you're a a single parent and you need to go out and earn to live of course you're going to send your kid to school i mean we found this quite hard with just with nursery when you oh my god they're so expensive yeah (laughs) yeah so if if state if, if there was a state institution that allowed you to 
send your kid earlier, that's, that can be quite beneficial. Yeah. But educationally, is it more beneficial to start school younger? So how do you figure that out? Because you can look at all the different countries and at what age they start school. So you could go, okay, well, three quarters of the population start school at age six. So we should send them age six. But do those countries necessarily have good education systems? So, further down the rabbit hole, what countries have the best education systems? And I didn't know the answer to that. So guess who I asked? Your mum. <laughs> no? Parents know everything. Except when you are a parent, but your parents know everything. <laughs> your own parents do, that's right. Um, I was going to ask Google, but actually Google's a bit old hat now. So I, I asked uh, ChatGPT and it gave me the top seven countries. It did tell me that, you know, there are, there are a lot of good education systems. But here are some countries that are frequently mentioned for their high quality education systems. Finland, Singapore, Japan, South Korea, Canada... Netherlands, Switzerland. So it's worth noting that this data does come from ChatGPT and it's difficult to get the sources from ChatGPT. So we did then... I did ask ChatGPT and it said, my responses are generated based on a mixture of licensed data, data created by human trainers and publicly available data. I've not been trained on specific sources or have access to proprietary databases, etc. So we did go away and do a little bit of research after that to try and support what we're we've got in here because we do want to present things as factually or, or at least as well supported as we can and the independent suggests a similar group of countries as having the best education system so that has finland pegged as top followed by switzerland and belgium singapore netherlands qatar ireland estonia and then joint ninth it had new zealand barbados what is that based on and japan was the last one that was was tied for ninth so that's based on the World Economic Forum and its Global Competitiveness Report on the State of the World's Economies. So according to this article, it looks at data on areas as varied as the soundness of banks to the sophistication of business in each country. And this bit of research drilled down into the education systems in those different countries. Whereas I found different countries on WiseVoter, so they do it on education rankings consider factors such as literacy rates, graduation rates, and the number of people enrolled in schools, among other things. And that was Germany at the top, then Finland, Iceland, New Zealand, Norway, the United Kingdom, Australia, Denmark, Ireland, Singapore. So it's really hard to determine which ones are the, the best ones anyway, because it keeps throwing up different countries. So I think the only two that were actually on all of those lists were Finland and Singapore. Singapore, yeah. I mean, both of those start at age six. Finland, sometimes age seven. Be interesting to check, I, and we haven't done this, as to whether age six means the same as age five does in the UK, because in theory, kids start school at age five in the UK, but it's if they are five within the academic year. Yeah. So I don't know if other education systems are the same, or it's after you hit six, or what that arrangement is. So I think I found that little dart down that particular rabbit hole really confusing, and I feel like it didn't help me at all. <laughs> basically possibly not i mean just to just to recap the reason that we went down this rabbit hole was actually if would it benefit and help our decision as to whether we should homeschool if we delayed the start by a year because i think in theory it is possible in the uk to delay the start by a year but actually when you speak to the schools they don't seem to know very much about it or how you go about doing it 
or do not seem keen on the idea. I think unless you have a SEN child, then they're more interested. For those of you who don't know, that's special educational needs. But yeah, so everybody keeps asking me, like, oh, have you made a decision yet? Do you know what you're going to do yet? And I keep saying no. And I know even you are like, please, can we just make a decision now? This is driving me insane. And it is just a simple decision and it can be changed because it's like, well, you know, just send him, see if he likes it and jobs are good. In. And I think that's where this starting age thing came in because I was like, but he's so young. And I, I think a lot of kids don't want to be separated from parents this young. Should they be forced to go off and... Oh, do we need to do an episode on attachment ages? I don't know. But I feel like every time I ask one question, it just branches off into about 15 more questions. Like something as simple as, what age should children start school? Well, I don't know, because you need to take into consideration these 23,000 different things, and then we'll find out. And I feel like every one of our episodes is somewhat of an anticlimax, because we start with these questions, we're like, we're going to figure this out. And I'm like, actually, there is no way of figuring this out. There is not enough research into any of this stuff. So you just have to guess, really. Well, it's not guessing, is it? It's, it's educated. It's based on the knowledge. Educated that, guesses. Yeah, it's an educated guess. And that's part of the reason we're on this journey and we're trying to discover the world has changed so much in terms of the availability of material for, for educational purposes. I mean, I think we may have mentioned this on a previous episode, but you know, I haven't done a mechanics course. However, I do most of the work on our cars myself. And I'll be honest, half the time it's following somebody who's done the same thing on YouTube. It seems to work. That's why our cars break all the time. <laughs> I will let you leave that comment on their YouTube videos. <laughs> and I'm not suggesting you should educa- educate a child through YouTube, but I'd be very surprised if there were school systems that didn't have access to YouTube and, and content that they were able to stream kids from the internet in there. Mm. So well, I've stated what I feel like. What I, do you think children should start school this young? Do you think that it should be postponed a bit? What are your thoughts? I think the thing that threw the spanner in the works for me to do with ages was the revelation. And I don't know why it was a revelation. I mentioned it earlier that kids evolve at different ages. Kids grow up, at, they develop at different ages. So trying to shoehorn everybody into a one size fits all class of 30 odd kids who are all within 12 months of each other and assuming that they should all achieve the same level of competence in that time period is is a really hard thing to do and I appreciate that some kids get held back and some kids get moved forwards but that comes with its own stigma you know kids who get get pushed forwards tend to be a little bit younger than their peers and can can struggle because of it and kids who get held back have have the opposite you know they can be they can be viewed as you know, not very intelligent where whereas it it's potentially nothing to do with that it's just that they are developing at a different rate so that's where i i don't know the answer either i think i was looking at it and thinking well if you are solely responsible for the education of your child at home then you would see what they're advanced in and you would see where you were able to to help them and you would see where they weren't interested or struggled with something and you could focus on that as and when the time comes but equally in a way that relates directly to your child and doesn't have to try and fit a mold of 29 other kids Mm. that makes sense yeah that makes absolute sense i mean that that's one of my main reasons for wanting to do it is you actually have that that one-on-one don't you that kind of boils down to is it is a one-on-one and an ability to focus on your child and and their their education 
Independent needs. Yeah. Individual needs. It, it is interesting because when I was looking up the different countries, the different best education systems, the few that I read a bit about did say that they focused on individualised, like Canada, for example, and possibly some of the European ones, individualised learning, like a more holistic approach. Which is great, and I, and I hope they do that in the UK. I, I will say I don't know enough about that, which probably is a bad thing. I should probably learn a bit more about it, as to how they are able to tailor to a class to 30 kids if you have to do an individual learning path for each child in your class. How do you achieve that if there are 30 of them? So there are probably some, some methods that would support that, but that's where I start to struggle with the belief that you can give each child the same level of care and attention at school. So kind of edging back towards the starting age thing, I am interested to know why reception, which is in England age, basically age four start, couldn't be like part-time, like a a bit more of an easing in. Because I know that preschool, you can do that now, and that you get funding, and I could send our little boy in for three days a week now but again that's just starting even earlier <laughs> and then I don't get to spend any time with him and actually now looking back on how quickly and I know everyone says this but how quickly that time has gone if I sent him to preschool more then I would hardly get to spend any time with him and his whole childhood would just disappear before my eyes <laughs> but why couldn't reception be three days a week before they then go into like the whole five day a week. We did have a, a discussion about this not that long ago where we looked at different schools and whether it was possible to do three days a week at school. Most I... schooling systems won't let you. There are a few that will. So I think they're called agile learning centres. Well, or... yeah, they're not really schools, are they? They're a different thing. But some state schools will allow flexi-schooling, but that's only if, I read this on the government website earlier, generally only if they have particular struggles, I guess, again, that's more aimed at like the Zen children, um, or if they've been off for a long time and are having to reintegrate back into school. I assume that's probably aimed at children who've been ill or something and have had to take a long time off school. Or possibly homeschool that go back into the education yeah, system. Yeah, or that. There has to be basically a very good reason as to why you need to do that kind of part-time schooling as opposed to just, well, <laughs> I don't really like your school system and I'd like to send my child part-time. Yeah, and it's and it's oversimplistic to think that actually school would easily be able to do that because the school system has to cater for hundreds of thousands of kids across the country and to expect them to be able to have individual funding packages that they will be able to put to the funding sources that they need to get their their grants from on a per child basis adds a level of complexity that anybody in finance anywhere would probably be shuddering at. (laughs) So I did have a look at a study that's in the Journal of Child Psychology and Psychiatry. Younger children experience lower levels of language competence and academic progress in the first year of school. Evidence from a population study. So, again, it's really hard to find any science on comparing school starting ages because there's so much else you have to take into account. Like, if you're trying to compare England's starting age with Finland's starting age, you can't really do that accurately because 
it's a completely different school system. So there's too many factors. But it's interesting, this study was done with a reception classroom in Surrey, England. There were 7,267 children aged 4 years, 9 months to 5 years, 10 months. And this was purely looking at the younger children in the reception. And its conclusion was that the younger children starting school have relatively immature language and behaviour skills and many are not yet ready to meet the academic and social demands of the classroom. At a population level, developing oral language skills and or ensuring academic targets reflect developmental capacity could could substantially reduce the numbers of children requiring specialist clinical services in later years. So that study in itself is very for a later start age. Thoughts? Where is that from? Sorry. So it's the Journal of Child Psychology and Psychiatry, Volume 57, Issue 1, if you're interested. Ah, so that's kind of in line with what I was talking about earlier, that children have different developmental ages. And if you force them into something too early, they're going to suffer for it. Yeah, basically. Probably worth segueing at this point into a little bit about where these schools starting age came from. And the research that we've done suggests that the school starting age, which was made law in the 1870 Education Act in the UK, had very little to do with children's learning and development and more to do with other socioeconomic factors uh, around lifestyle, such as protection from exploitation at home, uh, to do with with working uh, and other other kinds of exploitation, the unhealthy living conditions at the time. So the as I was mentioned, it was in 1870 when this came in. So that was a lot less hygiene, I believe. <laughs> and also, employers were were quite keen on children starting school earlier because it meant they would finish school earlier and consequently be able to get out to work earlier. Does it say what age they finished school back in those days? No. No, so there's a few interesting websites that that I've been looking at for some of this information. So classpeople.co.uk has a little bit on this and a few bits of research on school starting age and the impact that it has on development and learning. So while those facts are really useful, I am curious to know that with the understanding of where it came from, with the understanding that lots of different education systems around the world do different starting ages, with the knowledge that play is a really useful form of learning, which children are less able to do if they go to school earlier, but equally they have instructional learning from an earlier age. Has this helped in any way (laughs) us make a decision as to whether we are going to homeschool or whether we are going to send our little boy to school? Are you asking me? I mean, it's a bit rhetorical, but if you've got some thoughts, go ahead. I mean, I'd like to hear everybody else's thoughts. <laughs> so if any of you would like to write to us and and please show us any kind of research that you might have found that helps us in this, contradicts us, I don't mind. Or call us out on anything that we might have got wrong. I know there are some people that we know that love doing that. <laughs> you know who you are. But yeah, no, I, I'd love to get this like discussion going and find out what other people think. I, I am of the belief that they start to school, school too young. I would quite happily skip reception and let him have a, another year of play and, like, home, home learning. Do you think he would miss out on anything? This, this is my only concern, is I think that he would miss out on time with those people, if that makes sense. Because when you're in a, in a class like that, 
you kind of you're all in it together from the beginning and it can be quite hard for children when like they move schools and such to come into an already established friend group system does that make sense yeah absolutely so i guess that's that goes back to the socialization aspect of it so yeah even though kids are fairly quick to change friends at that age depending on yeah and most kids that you know have to move schools can usually kind of work their way into I say that I don't actually know I I know that some especially uh, forces kids can really struggle because they get moved around a lot but I guess that's if you're moving quite a lot but I also think it could be a struggle because now he's at preschool one day a week it's kind of like a, a natural pathway in so he's already there a little bit and he'd be going into it whereas if he left completely he would have no ties to it for a whole year and then if he did go in into year one it would be from playing and being at home all the time to boom there's no there's no five foot, days a week no foot in the door type approach yeah. for that it's just at least with his over. one day a week at the moment there's like a slight <laughs> a slight word for me at least once an episode you have to use words for me <laughs> um a slight familiarity? No, I don't think that's what I was going for. Stepping stone? Yeah, that. We'll go with that. A slight stepping stone in. Yeah. So I, those are, I think, the only two things that really concern me about holding back if he was to be going in eventually. Yeah, it's it's a tricky one. We try and ask him what he wants to do and try and keep our opinions close to our chest when he's about because we want him to make his own decision. But any of you with a four-year-old know that you can ask them one minute and then the next minute they will have changed their minds. You say that, but he consistently says that he doesn't want to go to school. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I, th- I mean, I think some of the research that we've seen is very supportive of the fact that children can learn a lot in a, a formal instructional method and other children will not learn quite as much in that. And I don't know with, with our little boy what he's likely to do. We do ask him a lot. In the mornings, he never wants to go. We take him to school. So, uh, he goes in for the day. He comes home, and if you ask him that day, he quite enjoys it. But by the next morning, he doesn't want to go again. It's difficult. It is really difficult. What I'm realising with this whole decision-making thing, and as much as we said when we made this, we're like, we'll use the science. We'll find, we'll find science for you. Is basically impossible. To it's find science. All contradictory. Yeah, because there's so many variables. It's impossible to have any kind of conclusive research because there are so many variables. I think some of the really interesting homeschool stories that I've seen or read are where it is very much down to the child and how the child feels and adapts to it, where they'll have one child that is homeschooled and another that's not. And that's where I think it really is what suits that child and the family have tried to support what suits that child. Yeah. Which has been, they've been quite interesting cases and think we'd be quite open to that as well. If he does go to school and he really enjoys it, we would have no reason to, to take him out. Yeah, absolutely. Also, if he didn't want to go to school and then our daughter did want to go to school. That's also absolutely fine. fine. I met a lady recently whose eldest daughter goes to school and absolutely fine. But she's had to take her son her middle son out of school because he just couldn't deal with it hated it and that was quite a unplanned that was an extremely unplanned thing for her that had never been on the table for them and now she's having to figure out how to homeschool homeschool and, and what to do it's an interesting one yeah 
So we were expecting to end up going through some of these scenarios with our kids at some point, uh, although we would all like to make the best decision for our children based on the knowledge that we have currently about the education system, what is possible outside of education, and also given the era that we're in of the knowledge availability and, and research availability, trying to understand better from a scientific perspective, as well as an intuitive perspective, how we can best bring our kids up. I don't think this has helped us in our decision making because it's still inflexible in the UK. You know, you, we don't really have a choice. We either have to send him to school this September. Full time. Full time. Aged four. Or we homeschool. So anyone else that's in the same <laughs> predicament, please get in touch. I'm sure there are people out there that, that are going through exactly the same thought process at the moment of, uh, okay, that date is looming. I've enrolled my kid and he's or she is ready to go to school, but I'm not sure I want to do it. I'm not sure it's the right thing. And wanting to make sure that we are not making that decision based on our preferences, making sure that we're basing our decision based on what we think is best for, for him. Yeah. So, yeah, as always. Thanks for listening to the rambling and inconclusive science. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure we can call it science. (laughs) Inconclusive research. (laughs) Badly cited research that we have picked up from various places whilst Googling out and about in the car on journeys with the kids screaming in the back of the car. That didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. Yeah, get in touch. Take care. See you soon.